Hi, I'm Ellie, and you are listening to the Meat and Potatoes Tarot Podcast. If you happen to have just dropped in for the moment, well, welcome. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And for those who are watching on Patreon, the video version, thank you so much for your support. Today, we're talking about, surprisingly, one of my favorite cards in the Rider Waite deck. You will be surprised because so many tarot readers and querents are terrified of this card. But what I'm hoping to be able to do with this podcast is to help you to develop a sophisticated understanding of the Rider Waite deck, the way that I was taught. And when you do understand the real meaning of cards, nothing like this card could ever frighten you if it appears in a reading for you or for anyone else. This card is probably the most misunderstood card in the Rider Waite deck, and it's often feared. What it's caused on so many occasions is for a tarot reader to almost divert into talking around an issue rather than provide a truthful explanation of what the card represents, because it is so easily terrifying because of some of its imagery. And the way that we have been taught to interpret this imagery in our ordinary human lives. So with this great big introduction of the death card, let's take a look at it in more detail. Just like the hanged man card in the preceding episode, the 13th major arcana card is often misunderstood to mean something sinister or unsavory. Although death can literally be interpreted as the end of many things including life, it almost always represents a cyclical death rather than the physical death of a person. It should also be noted that the lifespan of a cycle is infinite. Its new beginning always occurs at the precise point of its ending. And that's what makes the death card an exciting card because it means that there's something new. The cycle of death is always inevitable and relates to everything and everyone. Whether young or old, rich or poor, death is a rite of passage that impacts every person. In the sequence of the major arcana, death appears when the entire material aspect of the fool's journey has been experienced, tested for virtuosity, and then left behind to acquire a redirectional birth. Death is therefore the birth of a new leg of the journey of life, and its direction of travel is pointed towards successful completion of one's spiritual fulfillment. So on that basis, how could you not be excited about the death card? So let's take a look at the death card. A skeletal figure dressed in black armor sits atop a white horse at the bottom of a valley. Before him are the living and the dead, varying in status from a child, a fair maiden, to a bishop and a king. Each person has their unique response to the figure. The king has succumbed. His material wealth is discarded across the ground. 
The bishop speaks directly to the figure. The maiden turns away and the child greets the figure with an offering of white flowers. In the background, a ship travels towards the sun, which has begun to rise between the stone gateway atop a soaring distant clifftop. In the upright position, the death card represents endings and new beginnings, transformation, transition and death of a cycle. In the reverse position, the death card represents chronic illness, accident, near-death experience and trying to avoid the inevitable. The symbols and imagery of the death card are really quite rich and complex. So let's take a look. The skeletal figure refers to the Grim Reaper and the inevitable end of every cycle and of all earthly things. The red feather is a wilting life force. The flag that the skeletal figure is carrying includes a rose, which represents rebirth, and five ears of corn, which you can see around the rose, which is about the new harvest. The white grey horse represents completion and a new beginning, and also a lack of judgment. The armour represents invincibility, inevitability, and being unstoppable. So let's take a look at these people here, because this is where the, the richness of the interpretation of the death card is really important and why so many people get it wrong. The king and his discarded crown, which appears right there, shows that status and wealth defined by the material world have no value in the spiritual realm. You can also see that by the discarded staff that belongs to the bishop. The bishop's posture is he, it could be one of two things. Is he fearlessly looking death in the eye or is he attempting to plead for privilege? If you remember the imagery of the Hierophant card and my explanation of how the Hierophant represented um, a papal individual who is God's representative on earth. Well, this bishop is God's representative on earth. If he is true, then he's facing death in the eye fearlessly because he knows and understands the concept of the cycle renewing itself. And there is never truly any death. It is the end and the beginning of something new. But if he is not true in his faith, perhaps he's pleading for privilege because sometimes it can be convenient to be God's official representative on earth. So the importance of this figure can't be underestimated. Ultimately, the bishop is an example of that trying to avoid the inevitable by trying to appear 
to be something that can defy the rules of the cycle, being that death and rebirth. There is also a maiden here, and she is she represents that attempt to avoid the inevitable as well. She cannot look death in the eye. She has a denial and attempts to look away. The child, however, in their innocent, in their innocence, which has which is represented by the flowers in their hair, and of course the fact that they appear as a very young child, represent purity innocence and the complete surrender of one's fate. The only individual of the four who we can be guaranteed has no fear is the child because the child is perfectly innocent. The various black features of the card relate to darkness, loss and endings. The ship that appears on the water in the valley relate to the ship of souls uh, which comes from egyptian mythology that carries it's a, a ship that carries souls from death to reincarnation the stone pillars uh, that appear at the top of the hill relate to the heavenly gate and the transformation from the end of life to the afterlife the sun appears at the point of dusk, which represents the ending of a cycle, or perhaps dawn, which represents a new beginning. The death card contains numerous symbols that also appear in other major arcana cards. The sun appears in the fool, the lovers, temperance, the moon and the sun. The stone gateway appears in the moon. The horse appears in the sun. The flag appears in the sun and judgment. The wearing of armor appears in the chariot. And the red feather, which appears in a number of different stages or sizes or vibrancies, appears in the fall and the sun. If you were to ask me what I believe the overall theme of the death card is, I would say, discard that which does not serve you well and see that by surrendering the past, you may finally achieve clear sight of a future that may otherwise appear impossible. So that was a death card. Are you surprised by the card? It's not half as scary as it appears to be. Yes, it does have dark imagery because it does relate to the end of a cycle and life is a cycle. And of course, like everything else, the cycle of everything eventually comes to an end. But there's so much more when it comes to the death card. It really is about letting go of what's unnecessary to be able to embrace the new. And that's why life is a cycle, because it gives you a continuous opportunity to discard that unnecessary aspects of what's been holding you back so that you may ascend 
into spiritual enlightenment. If you'd like to see me put my knowledge of tarot into practice, you can always subscribe to the Ellie Dreams and Under channel on YouTube. I publish a new video every day of the year and cover a wide variety of topics, including US politics, world affairs, mysteries, the unexplained, and I also do personal readings. All of the videos are free and I take viewer requests. Take a look at the channel content, including the description box of any video and the about page to find out how to contact me with your requests and the kinds of readings that I do, the types of spreads that I do, and the weekly cycle of what happens on the channel. If you're enjoying these episodes, don't forget to hit the subscribe button so that you'll be notified every time a new podcast appears. In the meantime, thanks for joining me and I hope to see you again. Take care.